Lonely Town Killers podcast, Jimmy and Derek. We're back at you again. Audio waves hitting those eardrums. And we did it in the name of the name of love. The name of love. We did it in the name of name of love. Jimmy, we had a Christmas present from the Killers. I thought we might have had another uh, Christmas album coming out. Or not album, but song. I was kind of confused, to be honest. Like, I I got up and was going about my business. I don't even know at what point I looked and I saw the, the logo of the, the K underneath the Christmas tree all wrapped up nice and beautifully. And I thought, well, that's nice. Like, they've just changed... Um, a Christmas logo. A Christmas logo. Well, a lot of places do, you know, like in Kmart or something would have a Santa sleigh and some reindeer going over the mart part or I don't know. Yeah. There'd be uh, some uh, ornaments behind a Walmart sign and, and that's how you know you're festive. You can tell I shop at the highest caliber of stores <laughs> that exist still. And somewhere, through, I don't even know if it was throughout the day or throughout the week of uh, the Christmas break. I, I got looking and there was a new a new song and it was a gift and a present of this new song. And then I thought, oh, did they do a Christmas song? Maybe Spirit 2 came out, the, the you know, since Spirit was going to be a Christmas song. If you listen to uh, our older episodes, you'll get that. If you didn't, then you're not in the cool kids club and you shouldn't even be listening right now, honestly, but you are. So thanks for listening. Somewhere along there, uh, I found out there was a song called in the name of, well, I didn't have us. It was just a new song. And I listened to it and I thought, huh, that's a new song. All right. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> Somewhere along the lines, the, the title and the name, in the name of love came out. And, uh, since then, especially yesterday, I've listened to it several times, and especially yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, got some thoughts and some feelings and, we will get to all that. Uh, what's what's your experience with the uh, name of love and everything that I just uh, talked about there? Yeah, well, I just saw when they posted it on Twitter, I think I saw, I don't know if I listened to it right away or not, but, you know, I quickly learned once people started posting it on the fan groups and Reddit, whatever. I think it was our good pal Larky that posted about, you know, quickly referenced the interview from a few months ago where Brandon talked about how they recorded it and it, I had not remembered that he had specifically said the name of a song that they had worked on. You know, I thought he was talking about Spirit or one of the others, but I specifically referenced We Did It In The Name Of Love. Uh, it was a song that they did and now it wasn't really about, it wasn't much of a happy love song <laughs> so much. And so I, I had completely forgotten about that, but apparently it was the one that he had mentioned that they'd all worked on in somebody's house, studio. Yeah, so I, it had been previously mentioned, and now we have it. So I, yeah, kind of threw me off that I don't know that they've done this before where they posted a song that's not out on streaming services yet. You know, they posted on New Year's Day, I think, that their resolution for the year was to figure out how to get it on streaming. I was like, yeah, I think you guys know how to get a song on stream. Was this the uh, was that the interview where they were like out in California and Ronnie? Yeah, his wife was was it giving birth at the time, and they had that house. Was that yeah? Oh, this was recorded. Okay, yeah, I think so. So I remember that interview, but I don't remember them mentioning this song specifically. I guess I just don't comprehend why I read that well because I'm from a pressure machine and I had a lot more going on in school. 
Yeah, so since they were, they scrapped the album, I guess, the EP, they decided, hey, this is good enough, we'll just put it out there. So I'm glad they did. Uh, I wish they would do more stuff like that, you know, just throw out random songs that they don't want to release What's on that? an album. Kind of strange. This whole uh, post-pressure machine and to where we're at now, I don't know how all bands operate. I haven't uh, been following a lot of bands closely, so I don't know what status quo kind of is, but we had Pressure Machine come out, and we had all the deluxe versions and stuff that had the different uh, variations of songs or, you know, different tracks or, or whatever. And then we had the space where they were working on this EP, and if you go back and listen again in the archives, I broke the news, Jimmy, that the EP was going to have four or five songs on it. And they were finished up. I don't know if I broke the news, but at some point I, I learned that the CP was going to be an album, then it was going to be an EP, and it was four or five songs, and they were done and just sitting there for months. And we've had four or five songs come out since, if you count them. I think there might be, I think this would be the fourth. Yeah. So there's possibly another secret lost song out there. Maybe. But uh, then The Greatest Hits comes out, uh, the Rebel Diamonds, and they put some of the songs on there, but not Name of Love, because I don't know why. Like, if you're putting them out, that's like, well, maybe there's going to be the Deluxe Version, Chrome Edition, uh, super, like, but even at that point, with the Greatest Hits doesn't make, or, I, I, I don't get all that, just release what you're going to release or not. I'm glad that they did it, but it just makes not a lot of sense. I don't know if that's the band decision. I don't know if that's a record label decision. I don't know if it's like, well, it doesn't fit. We're giving them two songs that can't have three on a greatest hits unreleased because it's supposed to have 20 songs. I don't know how all that works. I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, the more content, the better for us, especially because we'll have stuff to talk about. But it was just kind of, it's just kind of weird. And then I think the streaming thing was just kind of a joke, obviously, in reference to like their social media and some of the stuff that comes. I, I don't know. I think it's just kind of a tongue-in-cheek. They obviously get the people wanted this on streaming, and it wasn't on streaming, and, hey, we'll do better next year. Whether or not they will. What am I saying? It'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. Just just wait. I think as fans, everything should be instant. I mean, we're a society that wants everything instant, and it should be set up that way. Like, nowadays, people expect that. You should drop it, and that should just be how it happens. I think the realistic part of that is there's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of ownership rights. There's a lot of music rights. You got to clear things. You got to put it through the right way. This podcast, Jimmy, takes a few hours usually to edit and put out. And it's just me and you talking about stuff that, you know, it's just me and you talking. And Plus the no, licensing. I mean, yeah, they got to no, check with our. Yeah, there's no upper producer. management. There's no streaming ab revenue rights. We get random no podcast labels. Random commercials put on there sometimes, sometimes not. It just depends on uh, how our, you know, uh, pod. Uh, producers or film that day or, or wherever we put it through. You get a band and you get all those legal things in there. It's just, it makes it, it muddies up the waters. So I kind of get it in a way, but then I'm kind of like, you guys produce great things. You go on world tours. It's not like you're ever waiting in the Delta Lounge for the flight to get booked or the, the you get to the arena and you're like, well, hopefully next time we remember to book the arena, you know? So <laughs> there's, you put the tour date out before, and it's like, well, we were going to go to, to Edinburgh, but we didn't book it in time, so we're going to be in Phoenix tonight. I mean, you know, there's, I think there's... Couldn't find a venue. There's uh, there's something, there's more to the story on all this stuff than what, what we're getting told or seeing, but I'm glad that they kind of get the joke, like, third time's the charm in Houston, they put out the poster, uh, 
Yeah. Imminent. Imminent. Jokes. Imminent. Uh, you know, this year we're going to be better on putting our music up on streaming, which would imply there might be more music coming out on streaming this year. But I think it's just a joke uh, as far as like, hey, we get it. So that's all been kind of interesting. Hopefully there's one more song out there. I think there, I think there was four or five. I can't remember exactly. But uh, my first thought. Well, I'm still waiting for Diamonds on Black Velvet. Diamonds on Black Velvet. You got the slotted to it. There's like... The, the the problem is, if these songs ever do see the light of day, which they may or may not, there's such uh, anticipation and there's such a demand. Like, people have built up in their head what this uh, Black black Diamonds on Velvet or... Well, their manager said it's the best song ever. He said there was a song coming out that was... Yeah, well, we've all, deci- we've we've all decided what it is. It might have very well been the West Hills at the time he was... T- or who knows what he was talking about. But it wasn't for a while. Come out. Could have been Boy, yeah. Yeah, who knows? So in in, uh, in your mind, you've already wrote this song in your head. It's like the best song. It can't possibly reach what you guys have. Mr. Brightside 2. Better. Better than Brightside. Mr. Lightside. I I wonder sometimes if that's why this stuff doesn't get released, because it's like, it was good. It was good at the time when we were excited about it, but like, it's no way gonna, it doesn't fit what we're doing right now, and it's no way going to reach expectations of what people think. So we put it out, and it's a turd in the bucket. And people are like, well, that sucked. Why would we wait around that long? I can see why that didn't make the cut. Or it just doesn't fit. And someday Sawdust 2 comes out and everybody's just happy. And we live in a euphoric society, Jimmy. I I don't know how I got down all those uh, paths. There. Well, yeah, I'm just glad that, you know, once they decided to scrap it, that we still got to hear the stuff. And however it comes out, you know, just be glad it's out. Well, and the, the reception. So, full disclosure, honesty. Uh, I first heard it, I'm like, I don't, eh. It was a eh for me. It's like, maybe the more I listen to it, it'll grow on me. It had the 80s vibe. I'm like, I, I get why people, but some people were like, everything I was reading about it and, and things, and maybe that's just the, the people that post about it. But I saw a lot of, a lot of people not liking songs I like. But in the, but this one was almost like a universal, like everybody seemed to be loving it and digging it. And I'm like, I don't, I, I wasn't getting that right from the get-go. I, I, yeah, a lot of people were saying, oh, this could fit on Hot Fuzz. This is what we need more of. Well, this isn't what we're going to get more of, so enjoy well it lasts. <laughs> and the other thing I thought was, like, the U2, In the Name of Love. I like, that There's that song's already been, been of all the songs been written, well, Bottle wrote one called In the Name of Love, so I'm going to write one In the Name of Love. Like, I mean, it's not the same exact title, but it's not the same song at all. But that was my first thing, too, is like, well, that's... I don't know. It's not plagiarizing YouTube. I'm like, I can see where that came from. And then you listen to it, and it totally is an 80s jam that they'd be playing down at the uh, the clubs at the time, but I don't know. Were you, uh, for, first listen, what were your were your thoughts or impressions? I don't remember. <laughs> I remember being glad that it was out there, and, you know, I'm out, whenever I listen to a, a song for the first time, I always try not to make too many judgments because I know after I listen to it a bunch that my perspective will change so I've never been a first listen write write it off or put it in the Hall of Fame kind of guy so you I don't remember what I thought the first time but you don't just initially jump to a conclusion and that's where it is that's probably good that's probably a good character uh, thing to have. Well, sometimes I remember the where I was the first time I listened to a song or things like that. But yeah, with this one I was, you know, I was like, oh, I I like it. 
I instantly judge things, and then that's where they are for life. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, it's weird that I can't remember the first time. And I guess the, that's the only explanation I have is that, you know, enough of these new songs have come out where I've just known that this will probably grow on me over time. So just keep listening to it. Take it with a grain of salt. Well, and sometimes I have to listen to it on my headphones because if I'm just listening to it on my phone, on Twitter or Facebook, wherever they post it, um, you know, I know it's going to sound different if I listen to it in a higher quality or when there's not other stuff going on or when I'm in the car, you know, and I can get the full serene experience rather than just like from a little speaker on my phone. So I think that was, uh, I think it was Scott we were talking to that said he kind of had that experience with uh, Pressure Machine or I don't remember with West Hills or what song when it came out. I'm like, you got to listen to this. And he was like mad at a soccer game with his wife yelling at him and he listened to it with one of your potty and it was like, this sucks. You guys, what you guys all about? And then later on, listen to it where you could devote time, actually listen and like, oh, this is a, this is our childhood. This is this is amazing. So yeah. that might have been the same thing. It was Christmas time, uh, family commitments. You got, you know, a lot of things going on. So maybe you want to listen to it and it's about a couple breaking up in the name of love and uh, you're hustling and bustling and trying to keep everybody happy. I, maybe it was just my mindset at the time, but it's like, it's, I wasn't feeling it since I might have changed maybe not yeah keep on listening to find out but yeah sorry sorry for the sorry for the tears that's and then I thought tears for fears with the 80s because sorry of the tears it doesn't really sound like everybody wants to rule the world but Kaya does if you think about it yeah I guess the other thing I was thinking about it is how hard it must be for the band to feel like uh you know to make everybody happy you don't have to do that Obviously, it's true they're the true point. They do whatever they want, but to just give out a song for free that you weren't going to release, everyone's grateful. But then the first thing's like, "Oh, when is it going to be? When are you going to do this with it? When are you going to? Where's it going to?" It's like, "Okay, stream this." We want everything instant, and uh, you know, it'll be a, give it a couple of weeks. We'll figure out where they're going to post it, or if it's going to be on anything or whatever. Just going to be a single, great. But man, just enjoy it. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Here's a here's a gift. Well, this sucks. When am I gonna be able to do this? way? you can't even plug it in and charge it. Piece of crap. Uh, yeah, it's like where's the batteries? Come on, Santa. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know you're not an Apple guy, but you remember when you two uh, put out yes. put out a free album and it downloaded automatically to everybody's uh, iTunes or whatever account. It was forced on everyone. It was forced, and everybody got all mad. It's like you just got a free album from you two. Like you can delete it. Maybe it's not that great of an album, and it was like the secret release. I'm sure it was just you know they're like everyone's going to be amazed by this, and we're going to get tons of people to love us or attend. Con- it was a promotional thing, obviously, but everybody was just mad, and that was my same thought then. Is like, okay, well you don't like it, or you don't want it. Like, how hard is it just to say uh, you know delete this and never have to listen to it again? But how dare you give me free things without me knowing about it and not do it the way that I think you should do it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally that way. Uh, as far as it's a free song, it pops out of nowhere, and you listen to it, and it's well, I can't, I can't put it on my Spotify, or I don't have it on, you know, you can't stream it on YouTube or wherever I'm trying to find it. I can't source it. Well, you found it somehow. You listen to it once, so go back and do it again, like you know, or or download it and put it on an MP3 pile and and burn the CD and put it in your old record players. I don't know. There's <laughs> 
there's where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, it's just it's just funny that they probably planned to release it in twenty four twenty four, and thought, hey, let's do something cool, and post it on our social media early. But to us, it's like this is when it was released. So why isn't it all out now? You don't know. This is this. They it was a nice gift. Thank you. We enjoy it. Thank you. We listened to all of our nice fans every only day on podcast. Every how thankful they were for us. And we're gonna give them a gift on Christmas, and then we get the gift, and people just complain all about it. It wasn't good enough. It said, but it's not how it normally happens. You're right. That's the point. It was it was a gift for Christmas. Thank you. You all should write Brandon a letter, and or, or Ronnie or uh, or whoever the, the killers care of Las Vegas, Nevada, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. It'll get to them. Or if you send it to Nephi, they'll get it to. Uh, they won't we'll, get we'll, it. We'll, we'll get somebody it. will get it. The killers be uh, one of those two towns, and you just should write a nice thank you note about this and apologize for anything you said mean on social media about it. Care of Mayor, Mayor Seely, corner of Drex Street and Main Street, Nephi, Utah, or by Alborn's Records, Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. You all should, anybody that complain, that's what you should do. So, uh, all right, Lear, let's get through it. Sorry for the cheers. So, sorry for the. My first time through it, I wasn't really paying attention, like I said. Um, sometime yesterday, I got thinking, okay, Pressure Machine songs that got cut from Pressure Machine because they weren't the same flow, tempo, whatever. That's where I believe these songs came from. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was just out in the desert. Ronnie's wife's going to give birth and we're bored. Let's put together a song. Read the interview. I don't know. But <laughs> my, my, uh, my thoughts are, Follow me here. The, this is the couple from the car outside. And he went up and met the girl 45 minutes north or whatever, had this affair, and this is the aftermath. That's where I've got to on this. Uh, maybe, maybe not. But in, in Derek's world, in Derek's head, that's what happened here. So I think it plugs into uh, one of those couples in the pressure machine and the story going forward about this guy that's... Uh, Sorry for the tears that you think I'm making you cry, but it's not really my fault because, yeah, I did it in the name of love. So let's go through the lyrics, but that was my, that's my, that's my hot take. Hot take. That's, that's funny because on my notes here is, uh, for me, this is the Desperate Things couple. <laughs> it was definitely a pressure machine couple. We'll agree on Yeah, well, we can, we can go through and give our takes and uh, let the, let the audience decide which song, which song it's. Could be the same couple. Exactly. Sorry for the tears that you believe I caused you to cry. Uh, this guy has taken full responsibility for whatever happened here, and he's real remorseful for uh, this this uh, partner of his just having an emotional breakdown. I can picture it in my head, like you know, when something goes wrong, and somebody just just weeping, and it's all your fault, and he's not having any of it. Like I'm sorry, but I'm really not. Yeah, this is the worst apology in the history of mankind. This is like when someone says, I'm sorry if anyone was offended. It's like, no, that's that's saying, you're sorry for my reaction, you're not sorry for what you did. Because he says, sorry for the tears you believe I may have caused you to cry. Yeah. This is your perception. Sorry you cried, but it's not my fault. At least it's already saying, it's not, it's not my fault. And forget these allegations, Jimmy, because he, he's going to, he denies them. Which he goes back to whichever one of this couple is. Obviously, something's came out. And it's not great news. She's just not having it, and and weeping. And her her life has been, uh, you know, torn upside down. Something bad's going on. 
And he's like, I'm sorry, but I'm not. And uh, the stuff that they're saying about me is not true at all. Whether or not that's I killed a man up the canyon or had an adulterous affair with a girl from high school or wherever it's coming through, not having it. Well, he's not a perfect man after all. I mean, that's what you expect. Yeah, not perfect. <laughs> sometimes you kill a guy, sometimes Well, and then you bring it, you could easily say that he's on opioids too because yep that's coming up maybe you can guess how many i was taking how many what you were taking dude that's exactly what i thought too obviously this guy's life's not going great adultery murder sins opioid addiction drug addiction or maybe a combination of everything but he's he's not he's not living his best life that's for sure but he's not perfect so you know what do you expect from him and she's just unreal like this the sweater has came undone. Like she's she's pulled the string and it's on the floor and it's all just there out in the open and like lying on the floor. Her uh, her world going back to our Weezer from a few weeks ago. <laughs> her world of you has changed. Whatever she believed with this marriage, with this guy, with whatever was happening is not what she was seeing and she's in tears and he's like, Well, that's what I am. Take it or leave it. I'm not perfect. I like how he, he writes it. The plan words, I guess, praying in the name of love and playing in the game of love. You know, there's a million love songs. All, not all the love songs have been written yet because there's a few more to come out, I'm sure, in the next, in 2024. But something on the cusp. I just like the plan words. Praying in the name of love that falls on deaf ears. And there's playing in the game of love, but there's a blind eye. So getting a little creative with the lyrics, I like. I kind of like, too, the you can't stand the way I am. In relationships and things, sometimes... I, I don't know. When you get when you get married or you start dating somebody, for me, my wife was really into like the twenty twenty and date lines. I don't know, yours what I think that's a woman <laughs> thing for the most part. Uh, uh these true mystery type things. And beforehand, like occasionally I'll catch a couple, but not really. But when we first got married especially, it was like watching all of them and to the point that you're watching Start to worry she's gonna kill Yeah, she could dismember <laughs> me and I'd never like if we never go missing You'll never figure out what happened because it's it's been well resourced. But I've studied enough crimes to know how to get away with it. <laughs> but there's uh there's always this point to where they're talking to the family members or they're talking to the person in the relationship or whatever, and they're like, "I thought everything was wonderful. I thought he was this great businessman that was bringing in six figures, and they build this whole life uh, a facade of well, a lie basically, and then at, at some point it, the house of cards just crumbles down and like I can't believe this is who this person was." And this is kind of why I, I thought it when I thought, thought that was like, you, you can't, uh, I'm sorry, you can't stand the way I am, or what was the lyric there? You can't, yeah. I'm not a perfect man. Yeah, I'm not a perfect man, you can't stand the way I am. It's like, probably because you didn't portray yourself from the get-go of whatever's going, you weren't like, I'm on opioids, and I'm going to go have affairs and ruin our relationship. That's just who I am, take it or leave it. It's like, you're probably presenting a whole different picture and life and all this, and then she catches you in whatever happened here. And you're like, well, that's how I am. Sorry. Never a sad apology. Sorry it bothers you. Here's, yeah, sorry you're crying. But and sometimes people overlook things. And, like, uh, I think a lot of times with addiction and that kind of thing, too, people are like, well, maybe they're taking a couple pills, but they're all right. They'll figure it out or, you know, stressed or that works tough. And at some point, you've lied to yourself enough to kind of believe and go along with it until there's a big problem. And it's like, oh, I didn't even know it was that bad or out of control. And, I didn't know you were taking 50 pills a day. I thought you were only taking three. And it's like, well, that's the way I am. So I could see it going a couple different ways there. But uh, in, in my mind, initially, I just kind of went to one of those, like, Dateline 2020, like, 
the marriage was perfect. You have that Keith Morrison coming in, uh, in a small quaint town, uh, you know, Nephi, Utah, 1990s, and great timing. But what was around the corner? Nobody knew the despair. Opioids were coming in. A railroad train coming through. Bringing gifts for Christmas joy, but not on this night. You know, and that goes into like this whole thing about a couple of kids get killed and uh, people bringing opioids. And before we know it, there's affairs going on and, and people dying and policeman shot up the canyon. And yeah, in my mind, it was a great movie, Jimmy. <laughs> but anyways... Back to the song. Yeah, well, I like that. I circled the word "stand" a couple times through the through the song because, mostly because at the very end, you know, after I listened to it a couple times, like I started noticing more and more. At the very end, after the song ends, the music stops, essentially, and Brandon sings, "You were standing." At the end, I was like, "There's got to be some significance to that." To just add that again at the end of the song, I said enough where it seems like it should have naturally ended but so, yeah so at the end of the chorus he says you were standing there's this part earlier where he says you can't stand the way I am I guess in the later on in the song he says I can't stand to do it and I can't stand to do it but if you want salvation you got to find some other guy to vouch for you and so I'm thinking of testifying on a stand you know it's it might be at the pearly gates if it's about just vouching for somebody's salvation but it was interesting to see the how we use the word stand a couple times throughout there. Yeah. You can't stand me. I'm not going to stand up for you at the when it comes down to it. It comes down to it. If you want somebody to have your back, it's not going to be me. We've got a relationship. There's a history here, but don't count on me to, to be there to vouch for you. <laughs> you were standing, you know, kind of like this love. It was, at one point, it was there, but it's gone now. <laughs> it's well, and that's uh, I mean, maybe it is desperate things because uh, when it's talking about you wanted me to pray in the name of love, uh, the words fell into silence. Obviously, they're not communicating. You're praying for the same thing. Your God's not answering. You're whatever way you want to go. Uh, but then to play the game of love, there's a blind eye uh, turning past the violence. So the violence, I mean, again, we could go down. Yeah, that's where I, that's where it went for me was well, probably some spousal abuse or you know, never had patience for guys that hit. Yeah. But then he killed somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, well, you know, you had to teach him a lesson. And to protect her, sure. One of the things that stood out to me was because he used the word blind, turning a blind eye past the violence. And in Desperate Things, it says, When you're in love, you can be blinded by your own heart. You'll bend your own truth so twisted up you could justify sin. When your relationship revolves around this act of violence, there's a chance that it's not built on a solid foundation. That's a good Possible. Or that one of the people is not quite stable enough for the relationship to be stable. So let's just say I did that. There'll be a good man waiting. And that was where I didn't know if it was a good man waiting for the waitress. If it's a good man, if ever you figure out what you have here with me and uh, I'll be here waiting. But you just don't understand. I'd be listening to the name of love, whether it's yeah. killing people, taking opioids, beating you. Like, uh, you're going to thank me for this someday when you realize this is all, all for you. Yeah, that's why for me, if it brought up Desperate Things, is they did it. Everything in, in Desperate Things is about, you know, when you this is done out of love. I fell in love with this girl I shouldn't have because I got my own wife and kid. It says in Desperate Things, you know, you can't justify it just because you thought love was the reason behind it. It, it was done in the name of love, but now there are allegations. Now there are backlash. Now there are consequences. And love isn't 
a good enough reason on its own to justify whatever happened. Yeah, whatever it was, there's there's a point where it gets exposed. Saying that I did it in the name of love isn't, yeah, it's not going, whatever you did, it's not going to, the judge isn't going to care, the girlfriend's not going to care, the wife's not going to care, the community's not going to care. I go, well, I, I was in love. Oh, okay, never mind, never mind, it's all good. It's not something yet. Why didn't you tell us it was love was the reason? Disney movie and everything ramps back up, and maybe I've been watching too many Hallmark Christmas movies, Jimmy, but all of a sudden at the end, it's like, well, they did it because they love the love of Christmas, and it all comes back together, we're all in, in back entwined, and everything comes, It's that's not life, and that's not how things work. Go back to Pressure Machine in a small community, like, it's, it's one of those things that I don't even know if that's implied in the song, or if I'm just bringing it in there, but... The whole community knows at this point, and you ruin lives. You got to stain on your name. You got to stain on their name. And just saying, I did it because I name of love. This is going to be a story that goes on for a while. This is going to be talked about, you know, for years to come. Of you remember that guy and got out of control. Might have been all these things. Maybe it is taken. Did know how many pills he was taking. Didn't know how many women he was he was with, and and is poor. Uh, partner there when she found out had that that breakdown and he didn't care and now he's down at the county jail or wherever he's at and kills the cop up the I, who knows but uh, i just coming from it from that small town uh, community tight niche perspective especially when i won't be vouching for your salvation that <laughs> it, it, that implies the religious context of i i always go probably too deep on this where i'm never going to talk about it to where i talk about it too much but in the in the faith in the Mormon religion, there is a context to where uh, if you're if you're sealed in the temple as a couple, which I'm not saying this did or did not happen, but religiously, <laughs> in in the culture, I guess um, there's there's a part where the man would vouch for the woman if you want salvation. Uh, it's a couple, you're you're sealed together, and the man. How am I saying this without? I'm not trying to make it too deep, but I'm not trying to make it too generalized. I understand that a lot of our audience doesn't know or care, but there's another part that is interesting. I think there's something to it with Brandon's recent dive into a lot of the deeper religious stuff. And you have the, you know, the West Hills being sung by the Tabernacle Choir to Kolob. So there, there's an aspect to the religion and to the belief system that you get there together as a couple. Uh, you go to heaven as a family eternally and you're, you're sealed and you go together. So there's a part in this song where this guy's like, if you want salvation, you're going to have to go find somebody else that's going to vouch for you because it's not going to be me. Which you could go on to go down multiple roads of deeper philosophies or deeper thoughts or, you know, what kind of a couple this was. Or if it's just a guy just saying, hey, I'm not religious anymore. Or if you thought that was me, you're not getting salvation out of this thing. Look at me. This is how I am. So. I, I think you can dive and think deeper onto that uh, with the religious ties, or you can just take it at face value. Either way, it doesn't really matter. But to me, it was kind of interesting just based on the culture of, go find a better guy because I'm not vouching for you. <laughs> I got, I'm doing this in the name of love. Yeah, be careful who you fall in love with, guys. If you're in a high school relationship, you might want to look around a little bit or, or, or talk to people. Because it goes back, again, uh, to the documentary stuff as the couple that meant high school, perfect, going, th- not perfect, but they're happy now. It shows them back at the, I want to say Reeds, but it's not free Reeds. What's that place called? Bards, Derek. Bar- well, Bards, Reeds. <laughs> now it's like the Nebo Queen. That's what it's called. <laughs> and they're happy. Oh, call whatever you want. I had to call it Jerry's Right, Happy couple. They met in high school, fell in love, been together ever since. But then there's the whole car outside couple, desperate things. Am I just a guy from your hometown? Like, you love me or is it just... 
this is who I was and I was available. So in today's society and with what's available, there's nothing wrong with marrying somebody that you met in high school. Matter of fact, I can make a lot of things that would be beneficial to that because you have a lot longer uh, track record of seeing family history, you know, what you're getting into, and you can kind of know what their personality was like through uh, all their life. But there's also this whole aspect of uh, maybe you settled for the best thing that was there and there's more out there. So either way, just be careful who you fall in love with because they might do it in the name of love. And then you'll have a whole killer song about it. And Jimmy and Derek talking about it. I don't know that you want us talking about your love life, to be honest with you. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to want me to talk about your love life. That's probably not a great thing. If we end up talking about your relationship, it's probably not where you wanted it to go. Uh, yeah, this is the blind eye. Is there anything else I'm missing here? Oh, I thought it was weird at the end. At the end, it's just the, you were standing. So is it like, you survived? Like, I did it in the name of love and you're just fine? Like, sorry for the tears that you think I caused you, but you're fine. You're still standing. Like, you die. Or is it like, I can't believe it. You're still standing. After all that you went through, after all this, you're still... Or was it just a lyric there that they had to end the song on, Jim? Yeah, it's weird because it's, it's you were standing. So my first thought was, my hope was that in in order to justify my desperate things take, that he would have met her in that song while she was just standing there. But he met her when he pulled her over, so she was sitting in the car. So that didn't work, but yeah, I don't know. Or maybe you met her in the diner and then pulled it. Was that the same? No, he went to hang out with her in the diner. Uh, it was after they met. So Pulled her over on Track Street, if I remember. Yeah. In our, in our version. Yeah, we're going up the canyon. <laughs> yeah, it's a fine song. It's very 80s-ish, and I don't know that I like the... It takes a little couple times to get through to the cadence of the... We did the name of what, for the course keep coming back. It might not be everybody's cup of tea. It's not my favorite killer song, but it's not my least favorite. Yeah, I thought it was a fine free gift. Again, send those postcards, folks. But some people really love it. If like, I think if you're into lyrics, you know, there's a lot to deep dive into and and try to figure out. If you're into the musical side, if you're really into the '80s and the club scene and those early days, sure. If you're not so much, probably not. Or it's just something, I don't know, if it was to come on the radio, I'm trying to debate. If it came on the radio and I didn't know it was the Killers, would I just push uh, to the next station or would I sit through and listen to it? Probably depends on my mood that day. Yeah, and that interview where he talked about the song, he says it has a little bit of a Sisters of Mercy sound to it. I was not familiar with Sisters of Mercy, so I had to look up some of their songs. I don't know necessarily that his voice sounds like the singer of Sisters of Mercy, but... They're definitely kind of that haunting, you know, the background vocals on the song sound kind of make it more of a Halloween type song than a Halloween Town, you know. Halloween Ryan Party. Halloween Town, a Halloween song, more Halloween song than a Christmas song. But that sound and the, the tone of the lyrics is a little bit more of a a goth type song than a, a Christmas song for sure. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a Christmas song, though it was released on you know, Christmas Day or thereabouts, but it's, yeah, the Sisters sisters of uh, Mercy, the name of the band there. Yeah. I almost said Sisters of Fear, which would be an awesome band name if you ever want to start one with me. It'll be the Sisters of Fear. Sisters of Mercy, uh, at least Brandon's given us the source material of where things are coming from, where it used to be. 
it sounds like Depeche Mode meets, uh, you know, Bowie or whatever you'd say, or people would be speculating. It's like, oh, you know, that's a Tears for Fears that start off the podcast just because of the first line, I think. <laughs> and he's telling us right here, this is kind of where I got it from or the range we're going in. And I think with the new album or, see, that's where I have a problem too. There's the new album and then there was the EP of these songs that were done for the last album. Was that going to turn over into a new album? I don't know. I'm a little confused on everything that was going on there. Or if it was just going to be these and they were going to be released and that was going to be its own thing. Which they've all kind of been released now, so why don't you just release it and have it be its own thing? Record labels, 20th anniversary, Rebel Diamonds. There's a lot of moving parts and, and things in here that would have been an interesting record to see what would have came out. I still think we might get some of... Uh, lyrically, I think we're going to get the same kind of concepts or or thoughts probably of uh, Pressure Machine-ish couples struggling with relationships with God, with small town judgment coming through with Brandon's new stuff from what it sounds like. He's going down that path. What the killers come out with next obviously isn't going to be like 80 cent pop because they scrapped that. Unless they change their mind and decide that is where they want to go. But uh, the good thing is we're going to have content coming out for the next couple of years, it sounds like. So you can you can thank Brandon and the band for that because there was a point where we were wrapping up on Pressure Machine and going back to the older stuff where I thought, we're going to run out of some things. But there's a Brandon solo project and uh, some tours going on and possibly another Killers record in the next you know, three to four years. I think we got uh, some things to talk about, if nothing else. And when all else fails, we'll just go back to Nephi and make up stories about the mean streets of the pressure machine and how we survived. And uh, couples were beat, opioids were taken, and people were shot. <laughs> I wanted to bring up about a month ago, uh, after Rebel Diamonds had been out, like I mentioned, I like to have some time to digest the song, listen to it in a couple different settings, and a lot of times, so that I can form an adequate opinion about it. So after a few weeks after Rebel Diamonds came out, I put a poll on our Instagram of what's your favorite of the new of the three new songs between Boy, Your Side of Town, and Spirit. I was surprised by the results, and I posted the the winner. Um, I think you can see, I don't remember what you can see uh, when I post it. I think you could probably see the percentages, but I don't know that you can see the number of votes, but I was surprised... Uh, boy had 65% of the votes uh, 50 people that voted boy was their favorite 18 voted your side of town which was 23% and only 9 voted which was 12% for spirit I was one of the 9 so um, and I, I might I'm able to see who votes for what and uh, but yeah I was surprised by that that boy had 50 votes to spirit's 9 so yeah boy was by far the favorite of the people who voted on our Instagram poll I want. I don't want to put up. You gotta redo it. I'm gonna redo it, but and they, I want to give it some time till yours. We did it in the name of love. Has been out long enough for people to to form their opinion about it. But I'm I'm curious to see. Maybe maybe this will be the new favorite. And uh, it's not mine, but I'm, I'm curious well, to see. Well, what was yours of those three? Everybody knows that I'm. A I don't spirit when I put. Um, I think right now I would say spirit of the three. I'm voting. It was. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember if it was too late in the time vote. I don't. I don't think I could vote on my own poll. Or I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to skew the results. I don't. I wonder if I everyone else's opinion. Of all, of all five people that voted, I mean, you were a good, a good margin of that. Thanks to everybody. A reminder: if you're uh, 
Feel, well, 77 of you who voted. Feeling generous, you can go give us a follow on the Instagram or the Facebook page. It's getting a little, little more uh, boisterous, I guess. People are feeling a little more free to comment on things, which is always nice. So just, I, I appreciate thumbs up. I appreciate the shares. Appreciate the likes. Uh, but we got pictures and things. Feel free to contribute. That's uh, definitely what it's there for. Me and Jimmy can post all the things about, I guess, the, the killers and Nephi that we want. But obviously, we don't have the monopoly on that. And if you got something to contribute or share, as far as I'm concerned, go go share away. If if Jimmy edits you and, and says that you're <laughs> you're a filthy animal, then that's your problem. But uh, please give us follows is, is the point there. Uh, like and subscribe. We don't say that nearly enough. There's a good community out there of Killers fans that have no clue that we exist. And uh, maybe they don't want to know, maybe they don't care, but I'd like to have them at least have the opportunity to give us a listen and uh, contribute and, and join the community. I made a trip to Las Vegas over the holidays or before the holidays, and I, I picked up some Sam's Town chips, Jimmy. Yes, thank you. I... Uh, I want to do a giveaway. I got a $5 Samstown chip of the Killers, the Killers chip, that I want to give away. I haven't figured out how. Like a potato chip, Derek? Gambling chip. Oh. Okay. Good gambling poker chips. <laughs> nice red one. I made the person at the Black Blackjack Pit. Blackjack Pit had to dig through them for me and take my money, and and it was a fun trip. Uh, maybe I'll talk about it some other time. It probably doesn't fit in here or apply here. Sometime when we need to fill some stuff, I'll tell you all about it, but. Uh, long story short, I got some extra chips, and I'd like to share it. I'd like to send it out. I'd like to give it away, but I'd like to make it count. So we need more likes. We need more subscribers. We need more more listeners because that makes us feel better about ourselves. And I don't know why, but it helps that everything grow, and that's what we're trying to do here, get back to being consistent and put out shows and getting guests and all that kind of stuff that goes with it. It helps if people are listening and sharing because that makes us feel good and think that what we're doing matters. So if you could do this, uh, share the show. At some point, I'm going to give away a poker chip with the killers on it, which you can go down to Sam's Town and get your own if you'd like. But it's a lot easier if I just mail it to you, especially if you don't live near Las Vegas. And it's free instead of five dollars. Yeah, and say you already got one, you can take it back down to the casino and cash that baby. It is still $5 cash. Or... If you're feeling lucky, you can put it down on the table and maybe turn that five dollars into to five hundred, five thousand. I mean, that could be your retirement. You play those cards just right; you'll never work a day again in your life. And then you keep that chip as your lucky chip. Put on your new mantle of your new mansion home that you bought, thanks to Deroy Derek Everett over here on the Lonely Town Killer Podcast. And uh, me and Jimmy uh, get to come and visit every now and again if you if you win a mansion, because and you have to buy us dinners when we come. That's my only caveat. If you turn that into multi-million dollars, you have to buy us a dinner and let us come a couple times a year to your mansion home. That sounds fair. Maybe we should maybe we should increase the odds and send out a couple more of these. Then. <laughs> but but if that's the case, you, you can unfollow and unlike us. If you win a million dollars because of that and, and you buy us in your house, you don't, you, have, you don't have to follow or like us. But the rest of you do. That's I don't know. That sounds fair. Unless you put the house in Chihuahua County, then there's got to be some other rules in there somewhere. But I haven't came up with those yet. We'll figure it out. But we're going to do it in the name of love. Uh, maybe we'll get another mystery song out in the next, you know, six months. Maybe not. Uh, stay tuned. We got killer's dates for concerts overseas. Still haven't seen anything on the on the U.S. side for the Rebel Diamonds. I happen. It's got to be happening. It's going to be some smaller venues. I 
I think the uh, Moroni Opera House is at play. I don't. It's getting obscure now. But uh, if they play the Moroni Opera House, I will be there. Well, there's something else that doesn't fit anywhere, and it's never going to come up ever again. Not ever again. Well, it's going to come up. Well, we'll bring it up. But there's nowhere else it's going to fit, so I have to say it right now. Yesterday or the day before, the news broke that Rage Against the Machine is breaking up again. Oh, never yeah. going to be more songs. So there's never there's never going to be an, another Rage Against the Machine concert in Spanish for it. I've been keeping my fingers crossed. I'm just kind of upset about that. Because they got back together, and they were going to go on this big stadium tour. And they were going down to Arizona, and I think they did the Coachella shows or some festival out that way. And I thought, there's going to be an opportunity where I can go see Rage Against the Machine, which we didn't get to go see when they came to Spanish Fork because we were, we were 14. We were 14. We were sophomores. or <laughs> We couldn't drive. We were just like just past that age where you could drive, or maybe we were close to that. But like, whatever reason, our parents wouldn't let us go to Spanish Fork and see Rage Against the Machine. We probably didn't even ask. All these years later... I thought, here's our chance. They're getting back together. They're going to go on one of these tours that bands do. I mean, Kiss got back together. The Eagles got back together. Rolling Stones. I think if the Beatles hadn't all died, they'd have got back together at some point. Too much money on the lines. Too much way. money not. Rage Against the Machine, I'm going to go pay an outrageous sum of money to go see them in a big uh, stadium somewhere and be part of the machine to Rage Against the Machine. And then COVID hit and locked down. And they canceled their tour. And everything was like okay well they'll get back to you we'll we'll come back again here in a couple of years this will pass and zach hurt his leg and i don't know how he hurt his leg was it it was during good i don't know I, anyways at some point now his legs hurt and he's always kind of been a little different of a fellow maybe we'll do a rage against the machine spanish sport podcast at some point after this that just that's all we talk about and apparently was it the drummer Somebody yeah, came out. The drummer. the drummer came out and said it's just not going to happen. But I have seen Guns N' Roses, Jimmy. So they will not tour or play live again. I saw I saw Guns N' Roses at the Delta Center a few years ago with Slash and Axel, which wasn't going to happen for twenty or thirty years in there somewhere. So I'm saying there's a chance that in twenty fifty ish, give or take. We might see Rage Against the Machine in wherever the Jazz played basketball at the time. So circle the date, <laughs> and uh, and you will go. Forty years from now, when the we'll talk about it on the podcast when the eclipse goes right through Nephi. Oh, that would be great! They could play the fairgrounds because by then there's a couple of states we got circled for forty years in the future. We got some busy plans. I I got to start living better. I got to make it forty more years. And your $5 chip's going to be worth about a dollar. Oh, you imagine. Whoever wins that at that point, that's going to be a collector's item. You're going to wish that you liked and subscribed and gave a nice review at this point, 50 years from now. When that eclipse comes over your your face, you're going to say, I'm glad I listened to those guys. Because now I'm going to Rage Against the Machine at the Stampede Rodeo Grounds during an eclipse. That doesn't happen more than once in a lifetime. Yeah, that was kind of sad. I don't know. I don't know. Never say never. That's all I think. So if you've got a band that's still putting out music, even if all the all the members aren't always participating, at least at least you got you got hope that there's more to come. Oh, here's something else. Sorry. So I I gotta say something else that came up over the break that we probably won't ever address in its own right. Uh, but the Killers um, 
So there was the Disney Plus, where it has all these things I've done. Plays is the the music where it's like advertising Disney Plus and, and gives us a subscription. The other day I'm watching TV, like I do, I'm probably a Dateline, and uh, uh, a, a commercial comes up for SVU, uh, Law and Order SVU, and they're playing the same. I don't know if it's because they're owned by ABC and Disney just bought this rights to this song and they're going to just use it and just put it out there. But the the new season of of SVU. I was probably watching some college football or something like that. Playoffs. Was that on ABC? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what I was watching, which means nothing to the story. <laughs> but all these things I have done uh, was was the uh, the music. Is there like this new trailer for this new season? And I'm like, that's the killers. Everywhere you look, Michigan, it's going back to college football, Mr. Brightside. They're playing in the uh, championship coming up here. Now, the Rose Bowl, it was a big a big to-do. Yeah, the Killers even posted about it again. Yeah, the uh, Michigan um, has a tradition where they sing Mr. Brightside, and uh, it's, it's cool. I, you know, I wish more teams would do it. Yeah. It's, Super Bowl's coming up. Maybe they'll make an appearance, even though they didn't get the... They such missed the, the bill. Missed the, missed the mark on that one. We were at the, uh, so I went to Las Vegas is there was a, the Vegas bowl game and uh, the Utah Utes played Northwestern, or at least that was what was on the marquee. Turns out the Utah Utes decided that they weren't going to play Northwestern that night. We were in there and me and my brother, and it was like, this is where the Super Bowl is going to be. Like, there's like, I think you looked up the Raiders have one game. So it's like two games and then it's going to be the Super Bowl. And then we're just like. Why did they get the? Why did they get the kill? It makes so much sense to get the killers. Nothing against Usher, uh, nothing against anyone else that was in the running, but like lined up perfectly, and and you you missed it. You dropped the ball. Uh, they should hopefully they fly them out. Maybe our next episode will be a special halftime appearance at the Michigan uh, Washington game, and then the killers do halftime, which has not been announced and is not going to happen. But who knows? You never know. Never know. And in that being said, a lot of people are going to be going for Michigan, but Jimmy, you know, my heart's with the Huskies. So I'll probably be, I'll probably be uh, heartbroken again, according to the Vegas odd maker. Not a Harbaugh fan. So yeah, you are going to fake if they're not wearing the khakis. Not still the sides. <laughs> well, now we went way off course and uh, kind of got back on course and went off course again. So. I don't know. Do we have any other random killer stories to add in here? Or should we save them for the next time? I think that's it. Well, that's another episode down from Lonely Town.